a brand spanking new year. Did you accomplish everything that you wanted to in 2014? Did you make any New Year's resolutions or goals for 2015? Today on Mountain Meister, we are unleashing a secret that will guarantee you success in every single thing you want to accomplish in 2015. Just kidding. That doesn't exist. Achieving your goals is hard, and it should be hard. Otherwise, you aren't setting them high enough, and you won't feel accomplished. There is no way to guarantee success in achieving goals. But there is a strategy that can help, and we've brought on some Meisters to show you how it's done. Today we've got a runner, a rock climber, a mountain climber, a hiker, and you guessed it, a podcast host, to make their goals public. We encourage you to do the same. Mountain Meister starts now. Who are the Mountain Meisters? Committing to the goal and galvanizing you and your team behind that one single focus. Being at peace with that fear and being okay with it. You gain a real appreciation for your life and for what you have. Learn about their extreme lives on rock, snow, and ice with your host, Ben Shank. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mountain Meister. Welcome to the year 2015. And welcome, Garrett Grobbins. Garrett, welcome back to Mountain Meister. <laughs> it's good to talk to you again, Ben. Some of you may remember Garrett from episode 32. He was the first ultra marathoner I have ever spoken to, and also the first that we ever had on the podcast, obviously. Uh, I didn't even know that ultra marathons existed back then. Uh, now I've spoken to at least five, I think, on the podcast, and I don't know, it's kind of impressive. <laughs> well, I, and I think that every one of those five is a much more talented runner than I am, Ben. So it's funny because I, I think that you're a little floored when you first met me, but uh, I'm, I'm very pedestrian compared to some of those others all, all <laughs> compared to some of those other all-stars you've interviewed since then. Yeah, now you know how I feel. <laughs> it's all relative, I guess. You're an all-star to me, Garrett. You you convinced me. Well, I don't know if you convinced me, but you inspired me to run the New York City Marathon. And now you're getting me to do some other crazy things. Meister fans, we are calling this the 2015 goals episode because we are going to talk about setting our goals for 2015. What do we want to get done? And Garrett and his buddies have a really unique strategy to do this. Garrett, can you kind of present to the Meister fans what you presented to me a couple of weeks ago? Sure. So I'm going to go back a couple of years first, Ben. And, and my, my wife turned me on to this book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. And, and the whole idea of the book is it's one thing to have these lofty goals and to keep them in your mind or keep them to yourself. But and, um, step one in really uh, increasing your chances of realizing those goals is to write it down. Mm-hmm. And then step two, going all in, is to share those goals and publicize them. So uh, what, what we did, this is back when I lived in the Bay Area, is I uh, got together with a couple of my friends, Adam Ray and Jasper Helikas, and uh, over beers one night, because uh, I mean, what else are you going to do on a cold December night, right? Right. Um, over, over beers, we sat down and we um, wrote out our goals on beer coasters, no less. And then we, we swapped the beer coasters uh, with the person on our left. And then the whole idea is you are then accountable to not only the group at the table, but especially that person on your left. And it's that person on the left, it's their job to poke you and prod you and needle you on throughout the year to make sure you're staying honest to your goals and you're, you're really, truly pursuing them. Yeah, on that accountability and like writing it down, a couple of thoughts. I saw on Wikipedia, 2007 study showed that 88% of people who set New Year's resolutions fail. However, it says that men are 22% more successful when they're engaged in actually setting measurable goals and writing them down. And it says that women succeed 10% more of the time when they share their goals and get support from their friends. So obviously, the data shows this works. 
No kidding. Yeah. Wow, that's some good research there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I, I Googled uh, New Year's resolutions. Came across <laughs> it. <laughs> well, what, what we've done now the last couple of years is I have a strange posse of ultra running friends and just endurance freaks here in the Denver Boulder area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last couple Christmas seasons, we get together at a microbrewery and we talk a little smack about the past year, and it's a great way to reconnect. But we, we also challenge ourselves to write down our three, three big goals for the next year. And this is the official coming out with our goals uh, in December to kind of set the stage for uh, January so that we can hit the ground running. Yeah, and not only are you coming out to a small group of people now, Garrett, you're broadcasting this like online to a bunch of people. So this is hopefully going to make you guys even more accountable and me. Um, I'm a little fearful, but I'm <laughs> confident that this is going to be great motivation. And I'm yeah. super, super excited to hear your goals, Ben. Okay, okay. So, so let's say, let's tell our listeners about the three goals, like the tiered levels, we'll call them, right? Sure. So goal number one, uh, this is supposed to be your, your pretty safe goal. You're, you're pretty sure you can do it. It's, but it's still just not a sure thing. You know that you're going to have to work at it. So in this realm, think a marathon. Marathon is a really big goal. But um, I mean, at least, Ben, when you told me you were going to do a marathon, I had no doubt that you could do it if you put in the work. Mm. Goal number two is one that's a little loftier. This is one that you're maybe 50-50 on. It's going to be a reach. It's, it's possibly something that you've never done before, or if you've done it before, you haven't done it in a very, very long time, possibly in a previous life or different phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And then goal three is the big one. <laughs> goal three is, uh, I think you and I agreed to call it the BHAG, right? The BHAG, yeah, love it. The, the big, hairy, audacious goal. And this is a BHAG in the purest sense. This is something you've never done before, and maybe nobody else has ever done it, and I mean, you are truly, sincerely, if you look in the mirror, you're not completely convinced, even to yourself, that you can pull this off. All the stars are going to have to align. You might need a little bit of luck. Uh, you might need a wind at your back. This is the goal that, as you write it down, you, you probably feel some butterflies. And then when you, when you publicize it on Mountain Meister, you're even more nervous. <laughs> this is, it's really tough, honestly. Like, I was trying to think of my third goal. And you're right. Like, you get nervous thinking about it because you don't want to be embarrassed or whatever it is. So finding goal three was definitely the most difficult for me. Yeah, and I, I think that a little bit of fear of failure plays into this uh-huh. too. And you really need to check that fear at the door when you, when you go through this exercise and especially when you share them with a group of your buddies who are well armed with good smack talk. <laughs> and we'll just say to the Meister fans right now, we're not doing this just to have you listen to it. We're doing it because we want you to do it too. Again, writing it down, Making it public is how you make these things actually happen. So we're going to give you a chance to do that on our website. We're going to have an entire page dedicated to sharing your 2015 goals. The Meisters will be sharing their goals on the page. I will be sharing my goals on the page. And you will go to our website, mtnmeister.com, and share your goals. Write it down. Make it happen. And together, together. We will all keep each other accountable throughout 2015. Garrett, I'm starting to get nervous because I think it's that time. It's time <laughs> for us to share our goals. The question is, do you go first or do I? Ben, I, I think everybody out there is dying to hear what you're going to take on next year. <laughs> okay. Go for it. <laughs> all right. All right. So my goal number one is to do another marathon, which I have already booked but I want to beat my New York City time. So it's a road marathon. It's the Pittsburgh Marathon. I'm from Pittsburgh. My dad has run the Pittsburgh Marathon many, many times before. I don't think I can beat his time, which is 3.01. That was his record time. But my New York City time was 3.26.26, so I'm going to try to beat that for goal number one. Ben, can I make bold predictions along with your goals? Yes, yeah. I, and no pressure here. Uh-huh. I think that you're gonna you're gonna beat that by a healthy margin. Really? I think so. Okay. All right. I like the vote of confidence. I'm not sure if you're just practicing your partner accountability skills, but that's fine. <laughs> On to goal number two, which is to run a trail marathon. 
that is something that I've never done before, never really pictured myself doing, but I think it'd be a ton of fun, but also very, 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 very challenging, at least from what I've heard. It's a very different experience from the road marathon. Garrett, you've been there before. Can you tell us how the experience is different between a road and a trail marathon? Sure. So typically in a trail marathon, you're going to just have a lot more elevation change. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the trail marathon you you pick, you may have some technical footing to deal with too. Mm -hmm. So it's a different way of training. But if you do your road marathon first, I'm a big believer that you, you kind of get that leg speed dialed in with your road training and then it's a pretty nice transition to trail. You start working in hill intervals. You get on some technical trail, yeah. and uh, you, you should have a really good time. Do you, do you have a specific one in mind? No, not yet. Uh, I know I want it to be in the fall and in New England somewhere, probably Vermont or New Hampshire in the fall because the road marathon is in May. So I figure I'll take a quick break, then start training for the trail one plus the leaves will be changing. So that'll be nice too. Right, right. All right, Garrett, it's BHAG time. All right. Goal three, my big, my hairy, and my audacious goal is to do a seven-plus-day guided expedition to summit a mountain outside of the U.S. Wow. This is something that I have never even come close to to doing before it will require a lot of training and a lot of logistical planning i'm not exactly sure which mountain yet and i've also never really been at altitude above fourteen thousand feet so you're thinking not a stage race or stage run but more of a traditional expedition yeah up a big backpack yep okay Mm -hmm. and i that would uh almost uh, maybe there would be some mountain meisters with me on the guided expedition that would help me and that's that's a bit out of your comfort zone too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I've never done anything even remotely close to that. Um, wow. This would be like really learning mountaineering skills, being at a higher altitude, the time, the money. There's so much that goes into it and a lot that is not necessarily 100% in my control. That's a BHAG in the truest sense. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Garrett. I will say I also, I thought it would be appropriate to do professional goals for myself just to relate it to the podcast. And I think that this is something that the audience can take home with them too. Like these goals, it's great to have these adventure goals and these physical goals. I think it's also great to have professional goals in mind. Um, So I'll just run off those really quickly. My first, my base goal is to do an on-site interview with an audience, uh, something that I haven't done yet, but I do see happening uh, potentially at a retail store or, you know, just have like a, a fun audience in the background. Nice. Number two would be to release one podcast episode without doing any editing at all. So I know it sounds like I'm so fluid when I speak on this show, and I am, but I think having a goal like this will force me to get better at speaking, telling myself, no, you don't have any margin for error. Saying that to myself will hopefully force me to get better. That's a tall order. It is a tall order. I I work in the creative field too, and to get something exactly right on the first take is very difficult. Yeah, but if if anyone can pull it off, I think you're up to it. Wow, (laughs) thank you, Garrett. (laughs) Huge support. All right, this last one is definitely a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious. It is to read ten pages of a book in every single day of 2015. So not miss a single day of reading at least 10 pages, kind of just sit down, read 10 pages. And that would hopefully be in addition to the reading that I already do. Picture books? (laughs) 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 Yeah, go to the children's store. I could really knock them out fast that way. Um, No, I've said this before. And for example, like the other day, I said, you know, if I just like, committed a little piece of my day to like learning like like expanding my vocabulary imagine how much that would compound like really would add up and i always say those sorts of things but again like i don't write them down so this is an opportunity to broadcast it out i'm going to try to read 10 pages of a book every single day in 2015 i'm going to block off my calendar i think Wow. So you're training for, just to recap now, you're training yeah. for a new marathon PR. Yes. 
you're training for a trail marathon mm-hmm. and your BHAG on the physical side is a seven day expedition. Yep. If you, tr- if you come close to pulling off that reading BHAG, mm-hmm. I think, I think the biggest risk there is that you're going to be falling asleep in bed from all the training <laughs> before you hit the 10 page mark every day. So that's, I, I have, <laughs> I have honestly thought about that because I try to read before I go to bed and I fall asleep every time. I think I have like a mild form of narcolepsy. It's a fun fact about me, but <laughs> I think I'm going to have to read in the morning. So what I was thinking is I like to read sometimes after I run. So mm-hmm. I can knock off the marathon training and the reading kind of in one one block. Do audiobooks count? No, they don't. Okay. I decided they don't. Okay. That's mine. How did I do, wow. Garrett? <sighs> Pretty ambitious, but that's the whole idea, right? And these were ambitious without knocking back a few beers, too. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's the dangerous part of the equation. Which is what you experienced, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we did these early in the evening, so I think that maybe they're, the goals are a little more sober, pun okay. intended. <laughs> uh, but yeah, should I dive in? I want to hear yours, yeah. And, and if you'd like to sprinkle in some of the others that you and your friends uh, had there, some, some fun ones, go ahead. Sure. Okay. So uh, for mine, I've caught the triathlon bug the last couple of years. Uh, for me to do ultras year year after year after year really beats up my body nowadays. So um, I'm, I'm shifting my sights uh, to triathlons in, in 2014 or 15. And with that in mind, right here in our backyard, Boulder has an official Ironman hmm. And I'm going to be targeting that. My wife and I signed up and we'll hopefully keep each other motivated throughout the year. And I want to complete that in under 12 hours. Wow. Right. And somebody warned me that 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 does involve swimming the Giardia infested waters of the Boulder Reservoir. (laughs) Uh, So my odds of a forced recovery near a toilet are are quite high. (laughs) So that that is that is my number one. That one I I feel fairly confident about if my schedule allows me to put in the training time and, mm-hmm. and get the right work in. I can't uh, even so, imagine what two is. Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> so two is there's this uh, pretty gnarly fifty mile race up in Steamboat Springs, up in the mountains here. It's the Northern Rockies, beautiful area, and this is a race held in September. It's called the Run Rabbit Run. Mm-hmm. They also have a 100-miler, but I'm steering way clear of that. Just It takes so much time to get ready for one of those, and I'm just not going to be doing the right training for it. But I'm doing the Run Rabbit Run 50, and my goal there is to crack eight hours and 50 minutes. And my gang uh, of microbrewery uh, taste testers, they think that that's pretty ambitious and that that would give me a shot at maybe the top five in that field. Wow. Um, maybe even in my old fart division, um, 42 now, uh, it gives me a chance to come first or second in my age group. Very impressive. We'll see. I was we'll going to say, when you say these times, sometimes they mean absolutely nothing to me because I just can't do the math of how fast that is. Yeah, and the, and the time is really misleading too because right. you never know. If, you, if you're not familiar with the race, you don't know how much does the altitude affect it? Mm-hmm. How much up and down is there? What's the, the course profile? So right. um, I'm not sure that 850 would really mean anything to anybody out there except for those former rabbit runners. Uh-huh. What a great name for a race. The Run Rabbit Run. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is just such a great pure race and gorgeous backcountry. Very cool. All yeah. right, time for the third, the big, hairy, <laughs> audacious goal, which is actually a thing. I thought that you made that up, but uh, apparently like corporate corporations have BHAGs too. Yeah, I cannot take credit for that. Um, a friend of mine named David Horton, who's an East Coaster in Virginia and an and, uh, and endurance athlete legend, uh, he first introduced me to that term. So I thought that he owned it. And maybe he does. I don't <laughs> know if he owns the trademark, but it, it's stuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's hear it. I got butterflies, but that's, <laughs> that's what the number three is supposed to be about. I don't know if I can do it. I'd love to run a sub five minute mile. Oh, nice. A sub five minute mile. I, I'm not even sure my stubby legs can take me that fast, but I'm going to give it a shot and we'll see how it goes. I, I figure I got to do some speed training anyways for the triathlon. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I may physically only be capable of a five, five twenty or so, but 
hey, let's let's give it a shot. That's so cool. I I was not expecting that from you at all. I was expecting some sort of crazy endurance. So this is <laughs> well, so maybe endurance is, you know, for goals 1 and 2, something completely different is for goal 3. Yeah, it's well beyond my comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about some other fun ones from from your group? I'm sure they they want their goals to be broadcasted. Oh, well, there are some really ambitious ones. Uh, I have a friend named Eric Truy, who's a good running buddy. Uh, he's a lawyer in, in Lafayette, and I'm talking about time crunched. He, in addition to having his own law firm, he's got uh, he's got two kids, and uh, man, this guy just really gets after it. His goal is to set a new FKT on the John Muir Trail. And an FKT is a fastest known time. Wow. And the John Muir Trails in the California High Sierra, and it starts, uh, it starts in Yosemite, and, it, and the other end of it is on the summit of Mount Whitney. Uh, again, 210 miles, and I, I don't know the exact FKT, but I know it's under four days. <laughs> Pretty gnarly backcountry, not a lot of room for aid. You've got to carry a lot of your own stuff. A lot of super talented runners have tried and failed at getting that record. Wow. Yeah, so Bold. that's a big one. Yeah. That's that's a big one. That's My, so uh, that's uh kind of inspiring to hear that he has all this other stuff going on but he's still going after that. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean it's unreal. Um if anyone can do it Eric certainly could. Cool. And um another guy named Todd, Todd Gangelhoff, uh another really talented Denver area ultra runner. Um he is targeting what's known as the Nolan's 14. Do you know what this is? I've heard of this. Explain, though. It's pretty ridiculous. It's in the central Rockies here in Colorado, there's a, a chain of 14ers. And mm-hmm. a 14er is any mountain with a summit over 14,000 feet. Yep. So it's called Nolan's 14 because there's 14 14ers that you need to summit. And you get 60 hours to do this. So what is the, do people sleep on this sort of race, like sleep on the trail like you did? There's a, there's a number of different ways to go about it. Okay. You can have people meet you and you can set up a tent, but it's definitely a battle of attrition out there. And with a 60 hour cutoff, you really can't afford to sleep for too long. And then it, it should be mentioned too, it's a completely, it's, it's a non-event. Okay. It's just it's just a goal. It's not a formal event. It's just something that ha- it has started to pop up on more and more ultra marathoners' bucket lists. Uh huh. So that's that's what Todd is angling for as his BHAG. Awesome. There you have it, Meister fans. Garrett's friends' goals are now public. Garrett's goals are now even more public, and my goals are now public. It's your turn. We created an entire page on our website to allow you to share your goals with the others in the Meister fan community. We're going to bring Garrett back on later to talk about accountability. When you have the chance, go to our website, mtnmeister.com, and share your 2015 goals. More Meisters with a completely different set of goals coming up next. Hey, quick favor from you guys actually you know we're trading favors you give me a favor i give you a favor audible.com is a huge supporter of podcasts because they know that if you like podcasts you probably like audiobooks they are offering you guys a free audiobook and if you go through mountain meister mountain meister gets paid this is a huge opportunity if every single person that listened to mountain meister used us to get a free audiobook we could have Mountain Meister episodes forever. Help us out. Go to our website. The link is right on the front page. Click that. Sign up for their service for a free month. It's no cost to you except for the 60 seconds that it takes to fill out. And thanks. Hey, Ben, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, cool. Nice. Sorry about all that. You may recognize that voice. That's Adrian Ballinger from episode number 80. And he is together with his girlfriend slash accountability partner, Emily Harrington, from episode number 56. Check those out if you'd like to hear more from them. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. 
Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks. I'm sure you guys introduce yourselves all the time, so let's mix it up and have you introduce each other. Emily, you introduce Adrian, and Adrian, you introduce Emily. (laughs) Okay. Adrian Ballinger is my boyfriend. He is a high-altitude mountain guide and business owner. (laughs) 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 And he spent... 20-some years guiding everywhere from South America to the Himalaya, including Everest multiple times. Uh, But I would say he's super passionate about not only high-altitude climbing, but also all forms of climbing, and especially skiing. Adrian, you've had had some time to think about yours, so go ahead and introduce (laughs) Emily. (laughs) Emily Harrington is uh, my girlfriend, I'm happy and lucky to say. She's a professional rock climber, uh, well-known for her exploits originally in competition climbing, winning, winning World Cups and nationals and things like that, then sport climbing at some of the hardest grades. And over the past couple of years, she's really been expanding her horizons into alpinism, high-altitude mountaineering, and track climbing. Excellent. It would be really awkward if one of you said that you were a boyfriend or a girlfriend and the other one didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I got that right. Yeah, good job there. And also, I've noticed that a lot of people who do really extreme stuff end up being very humble or modest and introducing each other, I think, uh, helps bring out the best of both of you. So thank you for that. So we're, we have you here to talk about goals today. Our listeners just heard from Garrett Grobbins, who was from episode number 32, Ultra Marathoner. He and his friends do this really fun thing. They set three goals for themselves uh, for the following year, and then they tell one person about their goals, and that person's responsible for keeping the person who made the goals accountable. Now, both of you are professional athletes, and you were telling me before the show that goal setting is obviously not unfamiliar with you guys. You set goals every year. Now you have the opportunity to broadcast it or podcast it out to as many people as possible to keep you as accountable as possible. But before we get to your 2015 goals, let's look at some stats because that's always interesting. 25%, and this this deals with New Year's resolutions, 25% of... Uh, people formed resolutions after the Great Depression. Nowadays, 40% of people uh, create New Year's resolutions, so increasing there over time. And a 2007 study showed that 88% of people who set resolutions fail. However, it also... (laughs) Right, right? (laughs) However, it also says that men are 22% more successful when they're engaged in in goal setting and writing it down when they make measurable goals. Uh, And then women succeed 10% more of the time uh, when they share their goals and get support from their friends. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, so always always interesting to look at the data. So I'm so curious to hear both of your goals because what we do on the show is kind of explore uh, the extremes and then relate it to our life. So for our listeners, don't be discouraged when you create your goals. They do not have to compare to the goals of Emily and Adrian, but there is there are certain things that we can learn from them. So let's start with you, Adrian. Let's talk about like a baseline goal that you have for yourself this year, either adventure or professional, whatever you would like. All right. Um, well, I think, you know, my first baseline goal is that I really want to climb 512 trad this summer mm-hmm. or this year. And uh, so for me, rock climbing has been a part of my life. I think I learned to rock climb when I was 11 years old. It's always been a part of my life for the past 25 years. But I often haven't focused on, you know, climbing the hardest grades for myself, things like that. I've been guiding, you know, I, I, I'm, I consider myself a, a really, really incredibly solid, like, uh, 5'11 climber. And beyond that, it's really been a big part of my relationship with Emily to start learning how to project, work routes multiple times, things like that. And so last year, I pushed my sport climbing goals much more. And this year, I, I have this, you know, I'd like to climb lots of 512 trad, but I have some, a couple of specific routes that I really want to achieve. Interesting. So how about for our uh, really passionate rock climbers out there, what are some of the routes that you would like to do 512? 
Sure. Well, I live here in Tahoe, and there's a totally classic pitch that I got on once this past year called Monkey Paws. It's a 12AA at Donner Summit um, with good gear, but definitely challenging and tricky. And uh, I, I just can't wait to get back on it. I'm really confident I can be successful, but it will take time and effort. Yep. Yep. Okay, Emily, how about you? Baseline goal. Baseline goal. Uh, my baseline goal is to sport climb 514 in 2015. I've already climbed 514 probably over a dozen times throughout my career. But since I've been focusing on other kinds of climbing in the past few years, it's become more and more difficult for me to really zero in on sport climbing. And I'm hoping to come back to that and be able to do that again next year. Both of you with two good goals. The way Garrett described the goal number one, your pretty safe goal. You're fairly sure you can do it, although it's still not a sure thing and you're going to need to work at it. Uh, My baseline goal is I'm running the Pittsburgh Marathon on May 3rd. I better figure out the exact date. I think that's it. (laughs) And I want to run that in a faster time than I ran the New York City Marathon this year. So I have to beat 326.26. So I think I can. Uh, I've been running since that marathon. But again, it's going to take some training to do it. Right on. Yeah, that's that's cool. cool. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then my, uh, I should say, I also have a, a set of professional goals. And my professional baseline goal is I want to do an on-site interview uh, with an audience, and we'll record that. It should be fun. And I imagine that's really different than than doing them uh, in separate studios or, or not in person and live. It's so, so different. I, I can make so many mistakes in this fashion, and that <laughs> I guess that should lead me to my my next professional goal, and that is to release one podcast episode without doing any editing at all. Wow. wow. So you always do editing no matter what. Well, so I'll say that I, I can take out things like likes and ums uh, yep. relatively easily, and that just makes things easier to yeah, listen to for, for the sure. audience. Um, and then I have to take out all of your mistakes, which makes things even more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> there are just so many. <laughs> right. No, I, I – so again, this one is like goal number two, 50-50 whether I can do this. But, you know, it's like a reach – something I've never done before, which is true, uh, or something that I haven't done in a very long time, possibly in a previous life. Not sure if I was a podcast host in a previous life. Anyway, <laughs> all right, what, what are your, let's, let's do a mid, a mid goal. What, what's something that you're like 50-50 on? We'll start with you, Adrian. Okay, so, so my mid goal, you know, it's, it, it's probably one that a lot of people struggle with, and I think I'm going to need a lot of help from Emily with. It's actually just more balance between my professional and personal life in order to make sure that I'm getting all the the personal athletic uh, time that I need to be happy. Uh, I've my business Low Expeditions has had a lot of growth over the past couple of years. It's been super exciting. I have an incredible team, and I've also found that when I'm not on expeditions, when I'm actually home, it's really hard to balance uh, my office requirements and responsibilities with my playing and rock climbing or skiing or running every day. And so that's my goal to make time for those sports every day. And uh, and find that balance. That's like uh, you know on the surface, uh, that seems like something that's relatively easy to plan for. But when you get into those moments, like you, when you get to those days where you're just working, I think that's when it becomes really tough. Like you almost have to schedule time to do it. Exactly. I mean, I'm so passionate about my business and about the guiding industry and about ways that I think. Alpenglow expeditions can affect positive change on outdoor play that I just get sucked in and suddenly it's 14 hours later and I haven't left my desk. Mm -hmm. And so that's great to have that passion, but I really do want to find that balance, especially since I do absolutely consider myself a professional athlete with sponsors as well as a business owner. Right, right, exactly. Very cool. I like that one. Uh, (laughs) And that's something obviously that our listeners can take home too. Uh, even if you have like a nine to five job, uh, I heard about this person who I forget his name. He runs a company where he encourages people to even on their work days, they can go out and, you know, like go sleep in a tent or something. Mm. You don't really need to sleep in your bed every night. Right. Even if you have a corporate job. Totally true. Yeah. Emily, 50, 50 goal. What do you think? Something, something a little bit more difficult or harder to achieve than your first goal. 
Well, so I've spent probably the last two to three years working on becoming a better trad climber, building confidence and building skills and spending some time in the Eastern Sierra climbing big walls and trying to do some big classic routes. And so my 50-50 goal for 2015 is to free climb El Cap. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Emily. That's a big one. That's a big one. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. Free climb, not free solo climb. Yeah, no, I'm not going to free solo anything. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, so free climbing is just um, still using a rope and protection and everything in case you fall, but doing every rock climbing move on the wall, uh, just using your hands and feet. So not aid climbing. Not aid climbing. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Is this something you've ever you've ever done before? No, I've never I've spent very little time in Yosemite and free climbing El Cap is very much like this benchmark achievement uh for trad climbers and big wall climbers. It's sort of like I don't know, I feel like it's this elite club where mm-hmm. if you've free climbed El Cap that means you really truly are a badass trad climber. And uh, so, no, I've never done that before. I grew up a sport climber and a competition climber. And the I, just the idea of that, uh, I didn't even understand what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Does it, does it make you nervous talking about this? Yeah, pretty nervous. Yeah. But also, I'm very excited. I, I do. I feel like I've developed enough skills and experience in the past few years that it's not completely over my head. I know it's going to take a lot of work and... It's going to be really difficult, but I think I'm prepared for all of those things. Yeah. So I don't feel I don't feel too bad about it. I'm I'm going to be really excited to go and give it everything I have. I, I'm starting to get nervous talking about mine as as you know 2015 draws near, and by the time the world hears this, I will be nervous because it's going to be 2015. Um, I, I and I think just like broadcasting it out, like the more people that know about this, the more accountable you feel yourself. So you've told a lot of people, Emily, about this. I <laughs> have. <laughs> so moving on to the third, this is called the B Hag, big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> Garrett says you've never done it, and maybe no one else has ever done it. You're sincerely not even sure if you're capable of it. All the stars will need to align to make it happen. Some luck might be involved. This is the goal that, as you write it down, you feel butterflies and nerves over making it public. How about you guys? Your B-hags. Who wants to go first? You can go first, A.B. All right. I'll go first. Um, So my B-hag is that I've been dreaming of for quite a while. It's to return to Makalu, the fifth tallest mountain in the world, and try to it from its summit i remember you talking about this before this is definitely like something that's on your mind huh totally i mean so i attempted to climb and ski it so i have attempted it before um in 2012 and i think mostly what that taught me is exactly how big hairy and audacious (laughs) it was um it it never has been skied above 24,000 feet and that's how high I skied it in 2012 with my partner. And that still leaves about 3,500 vertical feet above that um, that have never been touched with skis. And, you know, I can imagine a potential line if the right snow conditions present themselves. Um, but it's going to just take so much luck on every front. Mm-hmm. And also really hard work. You know, I'm going to Chamonix with Emily in February just to work on steep skiing for a month to really try to get my head back around skiing in really dangerous exposed terrain wow for the listeners don't let this discourage you again you can't let this discourage you all of these goals are relative to who you are i can't picture doing anything that adrian and emily are talking about similar to how some people can't envision running a marathon it's all relative so pick the goals that fit each section for you one two and your BHAG. And do it. Write it down. Make it happen. Emily, let's hear it. Your BHAG. My third goal is similar to Adrian's in that I want to go to Makalu, just like he does. But I want to try to climb it without oxygen. So I've climbed Everest, tallest mountain in the world, but with oxygen. And climbing without oxygen is an entirely different animal. It's much, much more difficult. And there's not very many people who have climbed an 8,000-meter peak uh, without oxygen. So I, 
climbing Everest was super difficult for me. Um, but I could imagine at least attempting, (laughs) uh, a high altitude peak without it and, uh, just see how it goes. And I would love to be successful. But once again, uh, with, a dream like that sort of all the stars have to align everything has to happen perfectly and I'm going to need quite a bit of luck uh, but also I'm going to do my best to prepare really well and thankfully I'll have Adrian um, as a good partner so we can train together the theme here for both of uh, your BHAGs is that and the theme in, for a BHAG in general I guess is that there's a lot of there are a lot of variables, right? There are a lot of things that are not necessarily in your control. You need to uh, there needs to be luck going into it. Um, and we talk about like I mean the point of Mountain Meister is that we talk about things in the extremes and how they parallel our everyday life. And what we hear from high altitude mountaineers or really any extreme athlete is that the things that they are most scared of are the things that are out of their control. So that's, again, why this BHAG is so scary. Like, not everything is within your control. Definitely. I think that's, I mean, so true. When you, you know, I I think about what it would take for one or both of us to be successful with these goals on Makalu, and it's it's hard to imagine the number of pieces that have to fall into place. And so it, it's funny, when, when em, Emily first uh, suggested this conversation to me and these goals, you know, it almost felt like, my goal or my definition of success on Makalu would be that we both come home safe at the end of the season, right? Like, because actually succeeding, it's just so out there. Hmm. Interesting. So let's talk about accountability. You guys are perfect accountability partners for each other, in my opinion. Um, how? <laughs> we think so too. Good, good. What sort of strategies do you have to keep each other accountable for your goals? Ooh, for keeping each other accountable. There might be time for us to develop some. I, don't I mean, think I we think, have any. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of faith in like Emily's motivation and like her knowing her body and knowing what she needs to do to get ready for something like climbing 514 again or attempting to free L cap. So, you know, for me, I just feel like I need to be in this place of of support because I also know how beaten down and sometimes, you know, stressed and, and uh, bummed out she gets when she's working really, really hard in training and things like that. So just being there and, and being supportive and letting her know that she can take breaks and does need downtime as well. I actually think that's a bigger challenge for Emily is knowing when to take downtime than yeah. staying motivated or anything like that. Good point. Very, very good point. You guys are both so driven. Emily, do you have anything for Adrian? What, what Does Adrian have a weakness or something that uh, you can help him with? Well, I'm a pretty good rock climbing coach. And <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I can help him with that stuff fairly easily. I mean, I've taught him how to project and basically taught him how to climb harder and so i think that with my help you'll be totally fine at sending 512 tread this year um as well as i think i'm a good motivator to get him to go outside and get him to leave his desk especially when i'm just kind of pestering him anxious (laughs) wanting to go skiing or climbing or whatever it is i think i'm i'm pretty good about motivating you to get out and go do something because I know that once you actually start doing something, you do forget about everything else that you have going on and uh, start to realize how much you really need um, to play outside even when you're not on an expedition. Uh, And then as far as Makalu goes, you know, I think we're going to Chamonix together um, to, to work on steep skiing for you. And for me, I guess just to work on my ski skills and just for me with skills and being in the mountains a little bit more that goal is just so big and gnarly I think we just really need to be supportive of one another and for me I'm the least experienced when it comes to the big mountains so I I guess I'll just look to you a little bit more um for for guidance and hope that I can be supportive enough for you to to be able to push it and 
try to accomplish what you're what you're trying to do as well. I like how you use the word pester there. I think the <laughs> pester is actually no, because I think that works for some people. The pestering uh, and it then, does work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Emily, <laughs> oh, and she's a really cute pesterer. <laughs> So for our listeners, find yourself a cute pesterer. That makes yeah. things much easier. And then maybe pestering does well, maybe pestering doesn't quite work for Emily because she's pestering herself all the time. So more of the support role for Adrian. Very cool. Yep. yep. Emily and Adrian, wonderful once again to have you guys as Mountain Meisters on the show. For our listeners, again, we'll be posting a page on our website where you will write down your goals and for the world to see. Other Meister fans can look at your goals, comment on them. Emily and Adrian, I'm going to ask you guys to do the same thing. Write them down on our website. Our listeners can view them there. You've already broadcasted them to the world. <laughs> I think I think Mountain Meister's in 89 or 90 countries. As a, Wow. Yeah, but there's like one listen in some countries, so it's not that. <laughs> but to the it's world. pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Meister fans, don't forget about that free audiobook. Also, thanks to another supporter of ours, Mojagear.com. You can get 15% off of everything in their online store using the code MEISTER at checkout. Also, a bunch of other deals on our website under the deal section, mtnmeister.com. Now time to introduce a hiker, a blind one. Here's Trevor Thomas. Meister fans, we now welcome Trevor Thomas, Meister from episode number 68 to the show. You might remember Trevor from, he is the person who through hiked the 2,200 mile Appalachian Trail in six and a half months. Trevor is blind and he did this without his dog to kneel. Uh, if you'd like to hear how Trevor could have possibly achieved the Appalachian Trail like this, or if you just want to hear a heartwarming story about a man and his dog, check out number 68. Trevor, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me. How are you? How's everything been since the last time we spoke? That was a few months ago. Yeah, it's been it's been fast and furious since then. Um, so getting ready to close out another another year with a lot of accomplishments in it, and January 1st is right around the corner, so we're we're getting ready to get going for another in another fast and furious uh hopefully good year that's what i like to hear now do you always make goals at the beginning of each year and if so did you what were some of your goals in 2014 and did you accomplish all of them or did you not accomplish any uh let's see i do set goals uh for every year and i did them for 2014 Luckily, I accomplished everything on my plate, and so I'm really, really happy about that. I want to I want to do through hike the long trail solo with my guide dog. We did that in June. I wanted to do solo through hike the Tahoe Rim, be the first person to do that, uh, first blind person to do that. We did that in September. I also had very high goals for my foundation, my blind ambassador program, and my Farsight Foundation. It come along, I guess, better than I could have ever hoped, and really hoping that it's going to continue the process for this upcoming year. Congratulations on that. I like how you said at Thank the beginning you. there uh, that there was some luck involved. Uh, you said I was lucky or I was fortunate enough uh, to achieve all of them because sometimes there is luck involved in goals and especially some of the, the reach goals or the BHAGs as we're calling them, big, hairy, audacious goals uh, there are some external forces involved. So, but congratulations on all of that. I do want to say before we really get going. Um, so since I had you on in episode number 68, when I have to explain to people what I do, like for a living, they say, you know, I'm like a podcast host. I use your story in your episode as an example. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really funny. Like people, you know, they ask me and I say, I host a podcast. We have pro outdoors athletes on the show. And, you know, rather than talking about like the technical stuff or, or gear or whatever, we focus on these topics, which transcend the sport and all those moments in the extremes. 
And their first question normally after they ask me how I make money is to say, like, who? Like, who do you have on the show? Um, so that's when I mentioned you. And I was like, you know, we had this one guy who who threw hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. It's in, He did it in six and a half months. It's 2,200 miles. And I just leave it at that. And they're like, wow, it's really impressive. And then they say, oh, you know, I think, I, I think one of my friend's dads actually did that. And I was like, "Oh, well, this guy was blind," <laughs> and yeah. and that's when they just blow up. That's when they can't they can't really handle it. <laughs> well, that's re- that's really cool. I like I like it when I get that response out of people. Yeah, yeah. The the upside surprise is very cool. Anyway, so thank you for uh, for being my explanation of what we do on the show for the listeners. Episode number sixty eight. If you'd like to hear more about Trevor's story. Anyway, let's go to what we brought you on here to talk about today, and that. It's your 2015 goals right around the corner as of the time when we record this episode. By the time people listen to this episode, it will already be 2015. Let's start with your baseline goal, Trevor. Like what is a, a goal, like your number one goal? It's achievable, but you're going to have to work at it. Achievable, but I'm going to have to work at it. This season, I want to go over 20,000 trail miles. Thus far in my my six year career, I've hit eighteen thousand. So I need two I need two thousand end to end through hike miles this year to go over twenty thousand. So I've done done a lot more than twenty thousand, you know, total, but I want documented through hike miles over twenty thousand. So you need an additional two thousand through hike miles this year to complete that? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea where you're gonna be doing a lot of these miles? Well, um, my first, my first one that is kind of, I would say it's been nagging at me since 2011 mm-hmm. is the Colorado Trail. I'm going to do it solo with my guide dog Tennille, and that's 500 right there. Mm-hmm. So, but that one, I tried it in 2011. I was going to do it with a partner. My partner couldn't do it, so I went, did it by myself did five sections just to see if it could humanly be done by a blind person alone, but knew I wouldn't be able to com- complete it. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I've had it in, I've had it in the back of my mind that I need to go, I need to do it, I need to do it alone. So that's one that I have on the plate for this year. We would also like to peak bag along the way. There are 14 14ers that are right off the trail. I want to add those to, I want to add those to my list of accomplishments. Second, I've got to win the lottery to be able to do it, but I want to do a rim to rim to rim in the canyon solo as a blind person. It's been done before by blind people, but they've always had they've always had guides with them. I want to do it by myself just to see if it can be done. And then I'm looking at doing the Arizona Trail. There's another thousand miles on there. It'll be a stretch. It's going to be hard, but I think we can do it. Normally, the way that we describe these goals, or at least how Garrett Grobbins, who is the the Meister who who presented these, was that your number one goal, you know, it's like something that is achievable, makes you nervous, and then number two is, you know, perhaps you've never done this before, and then number three is perhaps nobody has ever done it before. It sounds like your goals are just things that nobody has ever done. All three of them. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the one thing about being me. Everything that I, everything that I choose for a year, I choose it for certain elements, um, elements of things that I've never done before. I might've done something maybe in the past that has given me the base, uh, I guess the base knowledge to be able to attempt something a little bit more extravagant. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no benchmark because I'm the only one that's out there who's blind that's doing this. So... But in the same like, I do say something like the rim to rim to rim, though I've never done it, though it's never been done, that I would consider an achievable goal for me. That's going to be one that's going to, it's going to push, but I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You get up to something like the Arizona Trail and the Colorado Trail, I know what I'm getting into. Those are long-term commitments. Those are very rugged, very remote trails, and... When you're out for that length of time, like we talked about earlier, anything can happen. You need to have, in addition to skill, preparation, planning, physical conditioning, 
you've got to have a good bit of luck. Mm-hmm. You've got to have weather be on your side. You've got to have all the stars aligned to be able to, to pull off a, a completion. Does that make you nervous that there are things that are out of, out of your control? Yes, and that's exactly why I do it. I do it to push the limits to see what is, to see what is humanly possible. And if I, have, if I have all the cards in my hand, if I know everything that's going to be confronting me, then I'm not pushing the envelope far enough. That, no, that's a that's a great point, and I think that's why we need to have tiered goals. Also, is because sometimes it's difficult to know how far you can push yourself. So by creating, you know, three goals: one's a baseline, one's a mid, one's just like this incredibly far reach. By doing that, you can really find out what your limits are, especially if you fail at that reach goal. Exactly. I think, and I think on a related note. If you achieve all your goals, your goals aren't set high enough. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a goal that realistically, and you do it with a lot of work, a lot of effort, and a lot of luck. But it's got to be set high enough where it's not it's not set in stone. It's not for certain. And so there's got to be that element of risk involved. Absolutely. So for the listeners, when you're writing down your goals, and remember, we're going to have a page on our website for you to do it, for you to make them public to the entire world, because that's what's going to keep you accountable. Remember that that third goal should give you butterflies when you write it down. You should be nervous about making it public. There might be some luck involved, but you won't know if you can do it unless you try. Trevor Thomas, fantastic goals. We look forward to seeing how they progress over 2015. We will check in with you throughout the year to make sure you're being accountable to your goals, which I really don't doubt you'll have a problem. For the listeners, again, Trevor's episode was number 68. If you'd like to hear more from him, you can also see Trevor's goals and all of the other Meisters and Meister fan goals on our website, mtnmeister.com. Thank you, Trevor, and I look forward to seeing you in 2015. Thank you so much. I look forward to catching up with you as well. Meister fans, don't forget that accountability is part of the equation here. We can set our goals, we can write them down, but another part of it is to help each other stay accountable. When you post your goals on our website, check out everybody else's and support each other. We're all in this together. And don't forget about that audiobook. It's free, helps us out, please. Now time to wrap it up and go back to Garrick Robbins, We'll finish by talking about accountability. Garrett, I want to move on to some strategies that our listeners can use to achieve goals and then also keep their partners accountable. And I'll I'll just say really quickly, like I am probably just as intimidated as the listeners after hearing all of those goals, but keep in mind that all of this stuff is relative, right? Like you it can be a 10K if a 10K might be equivalent to, to Garrett's triathlon or Ironman. So don't, don't be like, don't say, wow, these are all just like way too big. I, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to do this because then you'll never get anything done. And, yeah. the, and the comfort zone is expansive, right? So you do the 10K, you figure that out. Then maybe the next thing is a, a 10 miler. Yeah, and I'd be really curious to know, Ben, in your research of resolutions and success rates, mm-hmm. What was the number one reason for somebody failing at a resolution? Yeah, that's a good point. I I wonder if it was because it was too ambitious. Well, so of that 88% that I mentioned at the beginning, 88% of the people who set resolutions fail, 51% said that they truly thought that they could achieve the goal that they set. So Hmm. that's an interesting statistic. I wonder how much of it had to do with just people not doing like they're writing it down, right? Like not really holding themselves to it. Right. Right. Maybe if those people, instead of, I don't know, keeping those goals to themselves, if they wrote it down and, and actually shared them with a friend or publicized it on a global podcast like this, (laughs) maybe their success rate would have been higher. Right. Well, if Um, we collect enough pieces of data through this, like, so I'm going to set up a platform, um, where people can share the goals and hopefully we can all keep each other accountable. If we collect enough pieces of data, then maybe we can do our own study. I love it. Yeah. 
That's great. Cool. And so we're doing this in the best interest of science now. Yes, perfect. I mean, this is just a, a virtuous circle. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do think... I think it's so important to give yourself that that positive incentive and that sense of accomplishment to tier your resolutions. And that's a little bit of this, I think, setting the three goals. I think it gets to that. I mentioned Todd, who wants to do that ridiculous Nolan's 14. His goal number one was simply to run in the mountains. So pretty safe for him, but that's one that he can check off the list. Right, right. No, the the tier is perfect because I've I've talked about this on the show before how like when we set a goal, all we want to do is achieve that goal and that's it. We don't want to exceed it. There's like a, a lot of human behavior there called loss aversion. But when you have mm. three goals like this, then you achieve one, but you still have the next step and then the next step. And as long as that third goal is just like really, really far outside of your comfort zone, you're going to achieve some pretty cool things in 2015. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how what strategies you have. Do you have any like anything that helps you achieve your goals or that has worked for you besides like writing it down um, and sharing it with people? Goal number one, which is my primary goal, the Boulder Ironman in under 12 hours. Uh, what my wife and I have done is we've uh, targeted smaller, shorter races, and we're mapping them out throughout the year leading up to the August Ironman. Mm-hmm. So we're running a half marathon in February. And then we'll take on uh, probably a major cycling event that'll help uh, help to motivate us in our cycling training. And then in the Boulder area, there's rarely a shortage of duathlons or or um, shorter distance triathlons that you can use to kind of build your way up. Mm-hmm. So setting those sub goals leading up to any one goal is something that we found really works well for us. Nice, yeah, I like that. Something that helps me is just literally to to book those like to block off your calendar and to register like for the pittsburgh marathon i'm in it i'm like in the marathon so now it's like i I don't have a choice i have to train for this thing right yeah Yeah. and 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 share once you sign up share that fact with somebody so it makes it that much harder to talk yourself out of it when a week beforehand you're starting to feel a little run down or tired or you're having some doubts Mm mm-hmm now, as far as like when you're deciding whether or not to book something, I think this is always helpful. Like lay out the reasons why you would do something and why you wouldn't do something. And then also sometimes I like to envision like how I'm going to feel after I do it or after I don't do it. So like mm-hmm. when I go when I go running in the morning, I say to myself, Well, like it's really easy to not do this right now. But I'm going to be happier not only after the run, but for the rest of the day that I went running this morning. So if we kind of like expand that philosophy into something even bigger, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you look back five years from now, you're going to be really, really happy that you went after something. I agree. I I think what's also really important, Ben, is giving yourself license to celebrate Mm. your your victories along the way too. Yeah. I, I think we're in this this mindset and culture, and we're certainly guilty of this in in the ultra endurance area of finishing something. And then I always joke, the most common question you get asked at the finishing area of an ultra (laughs) marathon is what's next. And it's like, wow, I just achieved something pretty big here. Let me kind of relish this moment. Let me celebrate and kind of bask in this for at least a couple days, if not a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So giving yourself permission to celebrate and kick back and actually rest before you start bulldozing toward the next one, I think is really important mentally. A lot of entrepreneurs say that you need to celebrate the little wins. And it's kind of the same thing here. Like you're on a really difficult journey, especially if you're going after your BHAG. So you need to celebrate the the little wins. Otherwise, think about it. If you don't celebrate the little wins, then you're not allowed to feel sorry for your losses, which, well, that's basically impossible. So you have to be able to enjoy the ride. Right, right. I mean, you need to avoid that hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. How about how about for other people? You've been uh, a partner, an accountability partner for other people. Well, any advice on how we can do that better with our partners? Well, I think it's identifying what really motivates that person. Some people are really motivated by tough love. 
Uh, some people are motivated by smack talk. Some people are motivated by being told that they can't do something or um, as counterintuitive as that may sound. If somebody tells me, I'm not so sure you can do that. Wow. When, when I'm looking at my splits, trying to run that five minute mile, that might be a thought that creeps in there and darn it, I'm going to try to prove them wrong. So I, I think it's all considering considering who that audience is and identifying what really motivates them. I mean, my wife, the reasons that she trains really hard to accomplish goals are very different from some of the reasons that I train hard to uh, try to achieve mine. And, and I recognize that and um, tough love doesn't really work well with her. It's more about just positivity and encouragement and really good encouraging vibes. Very well put. I like that a lot. And I feel like you'll figure that out about somebody over a few beers, too. I, I love the few beers, like throwing back a few beers part of it, because I think that relaxes people, also gets people a little bit more audacious. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think that's a great idea. Well, one funny way to tie it all back together, yeah. there's a, a funny quote about beer drinking. And I think it goes something like this. If People were forced to do what they said they would do while they're drinking beers. Nobody would ever drink beers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure how, how that encourages people, but it's humorous nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Okay, for the listeners, I encourage you to go out, responsibly drink a few beers if you're into that. Make your three goals, share your three goals, write your three goals down, pick an accountability partner. This is fun, and you're going to look back on 2015 this time next year and say, wow, I'm pretty glad I did that. Well, best of luck to all of your listeners, Ben. I can't wait to see some of the goals that are posted on your platform, and uh, I, I bet that you're going to find an incredible environment, environment of encouragement out there. Meister fans, it's time. Formulate your three goals for 2015, go to our website, write it down, and make it happen. If there's time along the way, you could even snag a free audiobook, but priority number one is to write down the goals. We'll have descriptions of the three tiers, goal one, goal two, and your BHAG, and you'll also be able to look at, comment, and support everybody else. Special thanks to Garrett for presenting this idea to me and to Adrian, Emily, and Trevor for podcasting their goals to the world. Until next time, I am your host, Ben Shank. Happy 2015, everybody. And thank you for listening to Mountain Meister. Mountain Meister.